Hello, and welcome to the Your Personal Journey with Food podcast, hosted by Tracy Cromwell, your certified integrative nutrition health coach, precision nutrition health coach, pro coach, National Academy of Sports Medicine personal trainer and weight loss expert and international best-selling author. I am a recovered pre-diabetic, recovered yo-yo dieter, and recovered body loather. On my podcast, I will be discussing all areas of life that impact your health. That's home environment, physical activity, health, joy, spirituality, relationships, finances, creativity, social life, career, education, and yes, home cooking. I will also be bringing you experts from each of these areas of your life to help you create the ideal, healthy, and supportive relationship, not only with your food, but with yourself and therefore with your life. I appreciate you being here. Now let's get started. Good evening, everyone. Welcome, welcome. It's Tuesday again. And of course, that means it's Tough Love Tuesday. Tracy Cromwell here with you today, your certified integrative nutrition health coach, precision nutrition health coach and personal trainer and senior fitness specialist. So yeah, so tonight, I'm going to do some tough love regarding fitness. But um, um, for those that have never watched the broadcast or heard it, um, these, um, of course, are recorded live, and um, they're something I they're, they really love doing. If you're listening on the podcast, um, again, these are recorded live, so anything can happen. So, um, just giving you a heads up on that. So, anyway, as some of you may know, um, I like to bring and discuss to this show, discuss on the show, are all areas of life that affect us and affect our health. And so tonight, I'm going to talk about fitness and and fitness as we age, um, as an aging population, and how we can, you know, love fitness as we progress into um, our older days. So. Um, you know, I'm 54 years old. And so I'm heading into that realm and um, of where I really, really wanting to focus on on how I take care of myself as I age and progress. And so anyway, but um, this podcast does broadcast out to YouTube. Um, and so if you're interested in watching it out there, you can do that. And then also um, your personal journey with food. Of course, my book is available on Amazon and then also available and you can order it through most of your local independent um, uh, bookstores too. So a little plug there for that. So anyway, but on to the topic tonight again is how, you know, we can start to love fitness as we age. So um, I know for me, I went through yo-yo dieting as well as yo-yo fitness. And so, um, you know, there's different phases in our lives where, where we may be more active than we um, were at other times and vice versa. The great part is, is that our bodies are incredible. And so, um, you know, it's never too late to start, never too late to start um, moving your body. It's so important. So, um, no matter how old you are, it's really important to maintain a really healthy relationship, you know, with your body and your mind. And that helps to achieve that optimal level of health and happiness. So I found when, um, you know, when I was missing any one of those pieces, it was really hard. So sometimes in my life, I was really, really fit, but my mindset wasn't, 
you know, in a healthy space. And, and sometimes I'd be, you know, where my mind was in a great space, but my body just wasn't. And so, you know, always constantly working on that. But, you know, again, it's just never too late for us to start, um, you know, changing our behavior around around our fitness. And, and so tonight, I'm just going to talk to you about why you really want to start focusing on that. And, you're, you know, if, if you're still young, it's still worth talking about it tonight. So um, again, it's never too late, never too late to start. Um, anyway, um, so I guess a lot of things have changed over the years, right? And in, in how we see fitness, um, a lot of um, recommendations, a lot of science, all this and that. And um, over the years, so it's easy for us to all feel a little confused at what we should be doing um, with our fitness life. Um, there's, there's also the aspect that, you know, as human beings, we do inherit beliefs, you know, from prior experience. So that can be from our parents, from our experience at maybe PE in school, um, um, inherit beliefs about exercise. And, and for me, it's interesting, I think about it, if we were to look, you know, 50 years ago, um, as a good example, how women were thought to be able to exercise a certain way versus men, you know, and so, um, and even years prior to that, women were deemed more fragile. And, and if you look back on video, some of them are really funny, you look at some of the exercise videos that women, you know, had back in the day and compared to what we see today. So keeping that in mind, you if if you find you struggle a little bit, it makes sense because you do inherit um, belief structures in the past, depending on your age and things like that. So so that can make it a little confusing to think of how you're supposed to progress as you age and what's possible for you as you age. So um What's great now is we have learned so much about our bodies that we that our our bodies are more able to do things than we ever expected. And so, um, you know, there's this also a concept um, just to talk about aging is being aging versus growing. So, you know, on some levels, we could argue that every one of us is slowly aging. Right. But um, soon as we enter into this world, we begin the long journey of lifetime towards old aging. Hope that makes sense. But um, I'd like you to, you know, basically consider physical and mental fitness as one continuous arc of health, you know, which lasts from our childhood days all the way through to our days in, re you know, to retirement. And so if, um, if I was to ask you, is there a certain period in your life that meant you should be more fit than any other? I think some might say, yeah, you know, probably when I'm really young, I'm raising kids, um, having a baby or whatever, I, sh I need to be really, you know, fit at that point in life. But I think what we're learning is that actually we need to bring that through our entire lives and into, into our older age. And so because, because it's um, quality aging and a, and a quality life as you age is so dependent on the strength of your body. Um, it, it would be interesting to challenge if you did have a thought like, oh, well, definitely when I was this certain age, I really needed to be fit. But actually, you know, we can challenge those muscles, challenge that body to be fit, you know, for, you know, throughout our entire life. So, um, 
anyway, I just thought I'd bring that up. There's a little bit challenge there in, in the belief structure that um, I wanted to challenge you with. So um, there's also something called healthy functioning. So, uh, and this was one thing I really had to work on for myself because I had this a bit backwards, but you know, fitness is more than how the body looks. So, you know, it's really about how well our body functions and how equipped our bodies are to deal with challenges, challenges that life throws at us um, and about extending the duration through which, you know, our bodies will support us in the world. So, you know, it's by shifting that perception to this philosophy of striving for optimal health rather than looks or particular weight or a figure that we can basically um, we'll start to understand the benefits of loving our bodies and loving our fitness programs and, you know, and doing that well into, well into our older age. So um, really almost every disease and illness you can think of, which is affecting older generations today can be influenced in some way by fitness levels. So, you know, that means by prioritizing our fitness um, and, and our health, you know, we can impact the effects of how we age um, and even reduce the likelihood that we would have a, a disease later in the future. So um, like some of you know, I was pre-diabetic in my early forties. And so um, uh, I saw that as a, a chance for me to change that because I didn't, I knew I didn't want to bring that disease with me into my later life. So um, I also don't know if you've heard of uh, what are called blue zones. And these are areas um, in the world where um, people live for a very long time they, and they're very healthy, but they're also very active, but they're not active necessarily in a realm of like they go out on a structured physical fitness program, but their lifestyle is very active, you know, and then they also eat very uh, high quality foods. And in these blue zones, people that live there you know, have a vibrant lifestyle. Also, they also incorporate a lot, a lot of social, you know, social life, you know, um, they have open communities and all of that. So they're, you know, they're happy, they, they exercise, they have um, relationships and all of those things, which helps them age, um, their body age uh, more youthfully, I guess you'd say, and they have a great deal of longevity. Um, so as we age, um, moving on, I wanted to talk about the benefits of recreation. So as we age, um, maybe our fitness will change, our fitness levels will change, but um, there have been studies, um, Cambridge scholars did a study and they noted just that how, um, as we age, if we, if we have community around exercise or we find social ways to exercise, it could be walking, golfing, being on a bike, um, you know, whatever it is you like to do, I know there's like lawn bowling and all that kind of stuff, but bringing in a community aspect to it, um, also makes fitness and activity a lot more, um, fun. And so, um, it, it, you know, you, you end up having like a community support around your fitness program. And so when Cambridge did the study, they found that, um, there were, they were extreme, benefits to that. So, so as, as we grow and as we age, um, 
it's really good to reach out and try to find other people that you can exercise with, that you enjoy being with and bring that into, into your lifestyle. I know with COVID, it's just been so hard because we are so isolated and it's been very hard for people. Um, but I really just say, you know, if you can, um, begin to be with your community, your loved ones, and, you know, try going ahead and bringing some walking time into that and some other type of fitness so that your body can be strong and, and move. Um, which brings me to talking about muscle memory. So let's just say you, um, you are a yo-yo exerciser, kind of like I was, but you're, it's not, um, just because you haven't exercised in a while doesn't mean that your body won't remember. It's like, um, riding a bike, right? So riding a bike. So let's just say, um, you're in your sixties and you realize you want to start a fitness program or even seventies or eighties, you know, your body will have some muscle memory. And so it's still worth going for it. You may not be able to do the things that you had done the way you did when you were younger, but, um, your muscles are going to remember your brain will start to figure it out again. And, um, you know, they found that, that, we have that aptitude, that ability. So all is not lost um, to go ahead and start stepping into getting your body moving again um, if you haven't for a while. So you would just start kind of slow and then you can progress and progress and get stronger and stronger. Um, I was talking with someone the other day and um, their yoga teacher, she's like 89 years old, I believe, 89 and teaching yoga and very fit. Um, and, and so anyway, um, that's that concept that you can, can go ahead and do your best to, to remember as you age, your body is incredible if we move it and we, and we train it and that kind of a thing. So, um, a little area for you to remember being tough left Tuesday, I wanted to bring up that common diseases, um, there's common diseases that are prevented by high fitness levels. Um, um, so you can prevent like heart disease, um, if you exercise, you know, and of course eat right. But, you know, so, so here's the tough love. So while increasing fitness levels should never be you know, considered as the only way to boost immune health and prevent disease, it cannot be ignored that those with higher uh, levels of physical fitness um, experience overall lower levels of disease and are less susceptible to developing physical illnesses, even as they age. So um, lowered instances of heart disease are one of the most common observations that they found um, in older generations, which has been um, directly linked to physical fitness. And physical activity helps prevent bone density loss, um, it helps increase muscle strength. Um, it'll improve um, coordination and balance, which is so important. That's something I talk about a lot. Um, you got to work on your balance. It's like a skill. So it's really important. But yeah, physical fitness will help that coordination, as well as improve blood circulation and, and will help um, you keep lower blood pressure. So again, physical fitness is one piece of preventing chronic illness and um, especially those lifestyle chronic illness diseases. So um, the National Center for Biotechnology actually did a study just like 2013, and they noted that higher levels of physical activity were associated 
with a 21% reduction in coronary heart disease um, events for men and 29% reduction in coronary heart disease events in women. So um, again, I, I like to think of this too, your heart is a muscle. So you gotta, you gotta work it out, right? You gotta, you got to um, give it exercise and help it get strong, help it be strong. So um, yes, yeah, so again, Tough Love Tuesday, here we are, common diseases prevented by high uh, fitness levels. Another one is diabetes. This is type two diabetes and prediabetes. So I've recently done a broadcast on that, on diabetes and prediabetes. But again, in the US today, nearly one in four adults are either diagnosed with or at risk of developing diabetes. That's one in four. So again, if you have a party of 12 people, three, three of you are at risk, you know? So, and of those three, one of you doesn't know it. <laughs> so um, anyway, um, so it's a big problem. Um, and again, um, it stems much, be but you know, again, much deeper basically than remaining fit. Um, but we have to just be more aware of what, we're putting into our bodies as well. And also what kind of fitness, what kind of movement, you know, how are we uh, strengthening our bodies? So um, again, they're stating that regular exercise can help insulin more effectively lower your blood sugar levels. And for those seeking to lower their risk for developing the disease, which being diabetes in later life, or um, for those at risk already and hoping to combat it, this is why exercise is key. So it's really important. Um, again, that National Center for Biotechnology Information, they did a study on sedentary behavior as one of the major contributing factors to type two diabetes um, in older patients. And as such, it makes sense that in order to prevent the onset of diabetes, that fitness levels should be assessed and increased where possible. So um, again, we're looking at a lot of science that is proven now over time, our sedentary lifestyles are harmful to our bodies and they're harmful to our minds as well. So um, they also wanted to notice in the note, note in this uh, study that it's, um, you know, even in cases where genetics have caused doctors to believe some patients are predisposed to developing diabetes, that prescribed fitness and exercise programs have been observed to lower their symptoms significantly. And, and so this really isn't a case of it's in my genes, so it's just going to happen. They're proving that false over and over again. Um, just because you have um, a genetic disposition does not mean you have to get a chronic illness. So um, there's really great information out there about um, gene expression um, is worth definitely Googling gene expression. It means that you have a gene, but your lifestyle will dictate whether that gene expresses itself and creates um, an illness in you. So um, another thing that's really important, I guess, too, as we age, and I mentioned it a little bit earlier too, was just social isolation and fitness. Um, you know, so, um, and especially I was thinking with COVID being so isolated, but um, again, being social and having a social aspect of fitness is, it seems to show that um, it helps us better. It helps us to feel better. It also helps us to enjoy whatever fitness we might be 
um, working on and things like that. So, you know, the isolation of older, uh, isolation of older adults is really, um, is a real issue. And so one of the best ways that's been found to counteract that effect of it is to, you know, reduce the amount of time spent worrying about being alone. Um, and it's to actively engage in social activities. Um, so that's, you know, so that something involves actually getting physically active, then even better, as studies have shown, the heightened effects of exercise with a companion over exercising by yourself. So um, as we age, um, it, it just is really important to create relationships. And then, you know, when you're with those people, do something active, you know, and um, combining your social life with fitness. This was a really good point I wanted to bring up too. Pass the torch of health. And what this means is make sure your kids, your children, and your grandchildren learn from example. Um, you know, um, if, if nothing in what I've talked about already has really inspired you, maybe being an inspiration for your kids will be something that can help you because they're watching. Um, I remember when my kids were little and I was doing all the step aerobics all the time and they each had their own little box or something to, to exercise on as well. And I know they do remember that, you know, and of course they do remember when I had hard times too, but I believe that because when they were young and I was um, really fit and I was trying to eat really well, I believe that that set an example for them because those two have never, I've never seen them have the, the relationship with food problems that I had because um, they caught me at, you know, I was at that age where I was, I think I was able to set an example. So um, if anything, if you can set an example for your grandkids to say, Hey, I want to be like you, you know, um, my, my husband's um, aunt, uh, she lived, gosh, till over a hundred dollars. I mean, a hundred years and the family called her the groovy old lady, you know, and she was out walking, you know, and going to the grocery store, very active and just very social, very vibrant in her life. And so I think of her a lot, you know, um, I want to be the groovy old lady, you know? So, so, um, and she's very, very inspiring um, to the family. So, um, you know, integrating your children, you know, with walk, grand, your children and grandkids with walks or teaching them things, um, you know, tossing a ball, those kinds of things. Let them see you eating well, let them see you, you know, swimming, whatever it is, let them know that you're being very active. And, and I guess for me too, um, having moved into this career, a lot of it too, it helps me because I know I need to be doing the right thing for myself. I'm not always perfect at it, but I'm always doing my best because I'm hoping that at 54, I can set an example and then also, you know, set an example for my kids. And so, so anyway, that's something to think about. <clears throat> and um, this is a good one too, you know, strength over numbers. So this is hard for me. I'm a pretty competitive person. So sometimes it's hard for me to participate in things that there's not like a, a some kind of a, a goal associated in terms of strength or power or whatever that might be. So, um, so anyway, um, it doesn't, fitness doesn't always have to be competitive. 
And uh, I know I compete with myself. Um, and I used to compete like volleyball. I was I played tennis in school and stuff like that. But but, um, you know, what they're finding, though, too, is that um, there's great benefits of trends of, of yoga, Tai Chi, meditation, strength and mindset, strength and slow movements, you know, strength and control, those types of things as well. So we don't always have to be competing. Um, and, uh, you know, definitely our physical activities can change the way our pants fit and all that kind of thing. But um, again, one thing that really helped me stop yo-yo dieting, helped me stop dieting, helped help stop me ruthlessly beating me up um, at the gym or when I was working out was that my overall goal changed. And it was to now my goal is to attain higher levels of health and peace of mind instead of trying to reach a certain weight or trying to look uh, have a certain figure or trying to be in a certain dress size. So um, as we age, as we can switch that mindset, my overall goal is to have a nice, strong body, uh, a very um, solid mind, um, and a feeling of, of, you know, a self-image of myself that's not based on all these stereotype things. So strength over numbers. So strengthen your self-worth, all of those things, and then um, changing the way you eat, changing the way you exercise, all of those things to basically to help create a very healthy body and a strong body. And, and it, it's incredible. Once I did that, everything changed. Everything changed for me. Um, Another incredible part of why you want to bring fitness into your life right away, doesn't matter what age you are, but also as you're aging, is it helps you retain cognitive ability. Um, there was another study by the National Center for Biotechnology Information, and they aimed to analyze the cognitive functionality of a group of adults that were engaging in physical activities. Um, and then they also had a group that didn't. And so what they found was that the cognitive ability of those um, in the exercise group raised uh, to a higher bracket, you know, and they also found that um, they had really great conclusions here that cognitive ability in older people is significantly related to and impacted by their activity levels. Increased fitness and activity levels in older people led to reduced instances of dementia. And then also uh, mental health findings in older adults who exercise regularly saw a lowered number of instances of dementia and Alzheimer's disease, and also a lowered susceptibility to be, um, um, oh yeah, to the depreciation of existing symptoms of those diseases. So your brain, needs you to exercise as well. And, um, and so that that's all combined. And I've talked before about how you have a, a gut brain connection. Well, your brain is also, it needs your body to move as well. It's really important. Um, the other great part, um, and it's something you can look up to. I know people have heard about the human genome project, but uh, and I mentioned this a little bit um, before, but um, anyone using 
you know, um, uh, again, the excuse, well, it's in my genes, therefore I can't prevent something from happening. Um, they've shown that in the Human Genome Project that that's not the case. And so um, the, the cool part about it, again, is that um, they found that genes are really responsible, you know, of, of 20% of really your health. The other 80% 80, 80 is up to you. And so that's what's so exciting. So our behaviors, our lifestyles, and all of that, we actually can control what happens to us 80% of the time. We do not have to be, let's just because, you know, maybe our aunt or our father or somebody else um, passed away from a chronic disease does not mean that we have to, okay? By, by not, um, again, if you look at the Human Genome Project and gene expression, you'll find out that our lifestyles really, really do impact how those genes express themselves, okay? So it's pretty exciting to say, okay, you have an opportunity especially as we age to change the way that trajectory is going to be. And um, so um, making the positive, um, making positive and life enhancing choices is so important. Um, and your decisions relating to health and fitness directly affect the outcome of your life. And as such, you know, it can sound simple to tell somebody to merely make better choices. But um, sometimes that doesn't mean it's that that simple. But if you're ready to make a shift in your health and overall longevity, the first step to doing this is informing yourself about methods to do this. So that's doing the investigation, figuring it out, right? And also just not letting excuses get in your way anymore. Okay. So I know things like your career, uh, lifestyle, all those things can be very complicated, but you can be, um, resourceful, you know, to figure out how to get more movement into your lifestyle. Um, I've mentioned this as well um, on some of the podcasts that for me, because um, now I work mainly from home, I've had to figure out ways to get moving more often. I could tell, you know, several months in, I still, I lost that, you know, walking around a gym or to and from a studio or whatever, that level of activity was gone. So I was like, okay, how do I recreate that? How do I get myself moving? You know, maybe you're at home now working versus in your office where you used to walk around. How can you get some steps in? How can you, you know, do those things that had your body moving? So it's important to have a strong sense of self and individual purpose too, that, you know, you can put yourself first. You can put your body first. You can put your health first, um, you know, and, and making yourself a priority. So I really challenge you to, to put your mind to it. How can I get movement more into my life? And cause I do not want to, um, have my body degrade prematurely you know, and, and things like that. So, um, yeah, make those positive life enhancing choices. Uh, here's some great exercises. If you have started to age or you're an older age bracket, there's really good exercises that you can do. Um, you can go on YouTube too, and there's like great chair exercises. I was out there the other day peeking around at things and, um, 
um, that are safe. You're sitting in a chair. Um, you can also do yoga, Tai Chi. Um, you're feeling, feeling um, really like you want to dance. They have Zumba, other dance classes, water aerobics, um, you know, chair squats, um, you know, bicep curls, all those kinds of things. So there's a lot of opportunity to move your body. Um, another idea for you is that if you're sitting at a desk all day, I know I mentioned setting timers to get up and move or look up some chair fitness exercises and make notes. And, you know, you can sit in a chair. You probably can't see me, but you can do pull downs like this, you know, and really work those back muscles. You can do bicep curls in your chair. You don't need weights. You know, you can do that while you're watching TV, you know, get up and go for a walk. So go ahead and take the, the box, get yourself out of that box that says you can only exercise a certain place at a certain time or whatever, and see what you can figure out. All right. So um, to get yourself moving. Uh, another, I think this is my, one of my last points, but one of, I would say one of the most important reasons you want to be exercising and have a strength, have a strong body and strong balance is the ability to keep independence. You know, um, it as people age, there can be that fear that all of a sudden you're not able to do the things you wanted to do. You're not able to go places you want to go. Um, all of those things because your body just can't do it. And so it is so important, you know, that you think of that. Is that what you want? You know, um, or, or are you finally willing to make the choice? I'm going to start moving my body. I'm not going to sit on this couch all day. I'm going to, I'm going to start moving it. Right. So it's really important to, for you to maintain your, your independence as you grow older, you have to have a body that can do it. So I'm asking you, how important is that? Right. And then again, your family will see you and they're like, wow, She's pretty cool. She's moving around, all that kind of stuff. So anyway, and again, attitudes, everything. Our attitudes, everything. Um, I've touched on this, but, you know, keeping a positive mindset, being supportive of, of your body, um, being open to, you know, still learning ways that you can move it. Um, um, all of those things will help you. I used to be so rigid in my mindset and I didn't like change. I didn't want to modify anything. And I learned to let that go and be really resourceful. And so, um, you know, making sure you're maintaining an open, accepting mind and ensuring you're informed on all aspects of your health and potential complications when embarking on any kind of of fitness training is really important, but keeping an open mind. And, um, you know, and the only thing that will be a little bit different is that actual, your actual body itself will change for the benefit over time. Okay. So, um, we're almost done, <laughs> but, um, you know what I'd love to know, and you can put it in the comments or just think to yourself or message me, but, um, you know, is there anything that was particularly relevant in tonight's broadcast to you? You know, is there anything specific that you're going to take away from this and hopefully um, 
implement some change, you know, implement something that's going to help you. So, um, you know, write that in a journal. If you want, like I said, you can message me about it. Um, but again, um, thanks for coming on again with Tough Love Tuesday. I love being here and, um, you know, giving you the value, valuable information. And um, yeah, so it's really, if you think about it, every day is a new beginning. Every day is a new, a new day to start and to try something new. And, um, you know, if you're, the, the, the goal here is that you feel good in your body and, and, you know, go ahead and seek out resources to help you do that. All right. So, um, and I know that you can do it. I know you can. Okay. Um, Tough Love Tuesday's over for tonight. Get out there, start walking, start doing exercise at home, get resourceful. Maybe you cut out one TV show a night, you know, 30 minutes and go for a walk, you know, and think about that benefit to your body, you know, preventing disease, um, helping you stay, like I said, independent as you age, all those things are so, so important. All right. Again, have a great night and I'll talk to you next week. Okay. Bye-bye. Hello, I hope you enjoyed this recent podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Be sure to seek professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional as this podcast is not a substitute for their professional care. Be sure to seek out a qualified medical practitioner that is right for you. And be sure to create a supportive team of licensed and certified care practitioners, health coaches, and trainers that can help you make the lifestyle changes you desire.